Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Didi. We are the hilarious outcome of opposing brains sharing a mutual desire to share knowledge and positive thinking about hemp and cannabis. We are here to tear down the walls built by Big Pharma and other big companies that seek to keep the human race in fear and divided. We are here to shatter the myths about hemp and cannabis and change the stigma of this amazing plant. Welcome to Hemp and Happiness with the Hemp Queen and Emperor podcast. Join us as we venture into this misunderstood and the unknown. Welcome back, you happy hempsters. We are on another episode today, and this one uh, Matt's done all the research for, so yay me. Don't worry, I'll still interject my opinion as well, just like he does when I get to do my podcast. That's the fun of it. So thanks for listening to us, and uh, make sure you follow us on all the, you know, channels. We're on, I mean, we're on every freaking social channel there is, so follow us, leave comments, and, um, you know, hopefully we can enlighten you on some all things hemp and CBD today. We're kind of a big deal. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but yeah. 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 So you can find us anywhere. Yeah, for sure. You, know, um, you might catch me at a bus stop. You might catch me at a, you know, <laughs> social engagement. I'm everywhere. Um, so anyway, uh, let's dive right in. Uh, we have a very serious topic today, and it actually is very serious, uh, but uh, I'm going to make it as entertaining as we can. So uh, if you're easily offended, um, I dare you to stop listening. <laughs> I dare you. Um, That's the key. But, there, but there, there, there will be. Yeah. And if I offend you, good. <laughs> Trust good. me, he means it. <laughs> I'm happy that maybe you'll think for yourself now. If I offend you and you think for yourself, mission accomplished. Mm. So I'm going to move gingerly along. Today we're going to talk about schizophrenia. Uh, and, uh, CBD and cannabis. And this is a big old rabbit hole, uh, for a lot of different reasons, primarily because there is a ton of studies out there and a, all the studies are inconclusive for the most part in that they go both directions, um, which was, was really daunting, um, when, when I did the research, but then, it really made me think, wow, what, what an opportunity to gauge uh, critical thinking and independent thought. So, again, independent thought meter uh, is going to be on like 9, 10. Uh, so if you hear some free <laughs> thinking here, don't freak out. Um, think for yourself. Uh, you can do it. Uh, I believe in you. So uh, let's dive right in on what uh, schizophrenia, first of all, super broad. And I personally am not a big uh, fan of diagnosis of, of mental, mental illness. And here's why. Because um, the medical society uh, started diagnosis for treatment. Um, and if you have a physical symptom, it's very easy uh, to compile those symptoms and draw a conclusion on a diagnosis. Your arm hurts. Uh, it it bends in the way it shouldn't. Um, you have extreme pain. Oh well, you have a broken arm, right? That broken arm is treated with a cast, right? Know, certain medications, things like that. Uh, when it comes to a mental illness, mental illness actually deals primarily with the way an individual interfaces with their reality. Uh, reality is constructed at essentially begins at birth 
where you utilize your senses uh, to create a sense of self and the society that surrounds you um, or societies that surround you and what we know of as the world. Okay, so when you have an illness uh, of, of the mental variety, it, you're struggling to interface with your reality that you have created. And that is very individualistic. So every person, while, while there are characteristics uh, that, that we see because people experience similar circumstances, ultimately everyone's individual experience is very unique um, in that we, we, we all interpret our reality, our construct individually. We all grew up differently too. There may be similarities, but Mm -hmm. we all grew up differently. Even, even, even siblings in the same household. Twins. Yeah. Can have two different experiences and two different remembrances of how things happened. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the way you interface with your reality is very individualistic and to try to diagnose a, uh, a condition and just simply blanket that condition is, is very difficult and, and almost a misnomer. So it's very yeah. difficult for psychiatrists and psychiatrists uh, to work within that. There are a lot of uh, psychiatrists and psychologists that are kind of abandoning the diagnosis. There you go. You got the word right that time. Oh, did I say it wrong? <laughs> you said psychiatrist twice. And I just, oh, <laughs> that was funny. Well, I, clearly, I need one. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I had to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not right. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. Um, so it, it's very difficult to, to just simply say, oh, well you have X, so you have Y, you have Z. Um, and, uh, they're, they're pigeonholed into that because they want to find a subscribed, um, method of overcoming that illness. And like any other doctor, which we've covered in other podcasts, there's good ones and they're bad ones. There's one that simply want to prescribe a cocktail of medications for you. Um, there's other ones that want to help you work through that. There's the combinations, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so when you're dealing with schizophrenia specifically, it is very loosely defined. And and really, the, the medical definition is uh, an individual who uh, cannot separate reality from fantasy, which is a pretty accurate description of, of schizophrenia. Um, if you've had anyone in your life who is schizophrenic, um, which I have, it is incredibly disturbing. It is un- very probably one of the most unfortunate mental illnesses that I've ever uh, been subjected to. Um, and it is derived from a multitude of circumstances um, and scenarios and... Um, People can have one schizophrenic episode and never have it again in their life. Uh, people can have a schizophrenic episode and never Recover. have it end. Mm-hmm. Um, and what brings about schizophrenic episodes is all over the map. Um, it's almost like uh, these studies, and I, I'm not going to get dive too deeply into the medical research uh, in this podcast. I did include a bunch of medical studies in the show notes. Uh, and if you're interested in, in the, a lot of the deep dive uh, stuff, I would encourage you to research them because it is very interesting. Uh, but we're going to keep this like 5,000 feet, right? Um, so loosely, uh, they, it is believed that schizophrenia um, can be a genetic disorder Um, It can also be derived from um, social uh, 
experience uh, being uh, mostly in the form of abuse uh, and mostly and trauma, and, trauma yeah. and, and mostly during childhood. And it can be a combination of that. Um, if you're predisposed and you experience trauma, obviously you have a higher rate um, or you can have no uh, genetic predisposition and experience trauma and mm-hmm. it's, it's just induced. So uh, long story short, nobody really, really knows uh, what exactly causes uh, schizophrenia and in all likelihood there is that is, is most likely just a broad category for a multitude of disorders um, that are just kind of placed into this category, um, if that makes sense to everyone. It does. It makes sense. Um, my uh, There was a show. Uh, oh, man. It, Sybil. Yeah, it was Sybil, wasn't it? No, actually, Sybil was a multi-personality. Multiple was it multi-personality? So it and that's a very different disorder, okay. yes. Okay. Yes, and, and that, that's actually a common misnomer as well because a lot of people confuse those two. Now, schizophrenia is, is where you you just simply can't uh, differentiate a, 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 almost like a dream state from a reality. Gotcha. Um, just want to make sure people are on the same page yes. with that. So, so, for example, you would perceive something as being real, um, that is is in fact instead not of actual real. multiple personalities, right? Right. Gotcha. So difference, yeah. Even though yeah. some of those multiple personalities could have a form of schizophrenia in and of themselves, ooh, that's really deep. Yeah, and and actually, uh, we won't get into multiple. We can we get won't. multiple personality in another one, but um, yeah, uh, it, it's it's a very deep rabbit hole. Um, well, it's just crazy that our brains are how. Yeah, fast and you know, and the things that our brains can create out of trauma. Yes, yes. So, so, so here's where it fits into the CBD and cannabis world. Um, there, there is substantial evidence that supports uh, benefit from cannabinol as well as THC, and there is uh, substantial evidence to the contrary. I'm going to try not to get too into the details. Did you find the patent? Uh, uh, the only patent I, I found was for the epidilex. Hmm. Uh, the blah, that's blah. epidilex. Epidilex. No. The, the patent that our U.S. that our government owns, you didn't find that one? Mm-mm. Dang, you should have said something. I, I found that for place. you. Well, that's okay. Uh, we'll be all right without it because mm-hmm. there is just tons of stuff. We'll make um, sure that we put that... Um, patent in the notes right uh so here here's the deal um if you look for studies that show that cannabis use increases the likelihood uh or the frequency of of schizophrenia you will find a multitude Mm. if you look for studies that show that cannabis use and cbd reduce schizophrenia uh you'll find that as well and I, it's really because of a, a lot of different variables, mostly because the individual's experiences vary, um, the multitude of uh, of of issues uh, spawning from um, schizophrenia are are, are are vary, and people's reaction to THC and cannabinol uh, vary as well. So uh, here's what it, what it really breaks down to is studies show children 
um, who engage in excessive use of cannabis have an increased likelihood of schizophrenia. Here's the variable with those studies. Children who use an excessive amount of cannabis are doing so to self-medicate. Right. So what throws that study kind of out the window is that these children are using an excessive amount of cannabis to attempt to medicate themselves. They're medicating themselves because they have a problem. They have a problem uh, because of predisposition for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, So to simply say, oh, well, cannabis is the cause of schizophrenia is, according to these studies, not necessarily correct. No, um, because, really? Well, because of Would the variable. that. Now, that being said, um, THC specifically is a psychotrope. Psychotropes alter your mind state. Correct. If you have a predisposition to schizophrenia and you're subjecting yourself to an altered mind state, the potential for that triggering a episode is high mm. because... You're altering your mind state. You're taking a psychotrope to alter your mind state. In my opinion, and this is just my opinion, not medical, Mm -hmm. nothing. Cannabis is, specifically THC, is a mood amplifier and a psychology amplifier. I'm going to get a little more into that uh, here as that we, as is we move exactly along. how it has always affected me. So if you are in a wonderful mind state and you are in a blissful mind state, blissful being the key word here, because we're going to dive into the blissful part of it, you will feel wonderful um, with the appropriate dosage of THC. If you are in a negative mind state and uh, you are having potentially psychological issues, chemical imbalance issues and you take cannabis, particularly in an, in an excessive or abusive amount, um, the chances of that exacerbating that issue, very high, uh, especially, mm-hmm, especially if it is a developing brain mm. that, that has not learned cognitive coping skills. Mm-hmm. Now on top of that, um, Well, I guess before we get into that, I do want to clarify something because we talk about THC and and CBD a lot. Um, And what we don't talk about is uh, the potential for the abuse of of THC. Um, I recently had a person ask me if THC could be abused and I I almost laughed at it. But then I thought, wow, um, we don't talk about that. And my opinion is, yes, THC can absolutely be abused. You can absolutely take too much THC. You can't overdose on it. Um, but if, if if you are using too much THC, it's a problem. And here's why. Yeah, but it's not addictive. It's not addictive, but it's habit forming. It can be, yes. Here's why it's habit forming. Because THC mimics a natural chemical in your body called anandamide. Right. Did I pronounce that correctly? Mm-hmm. So I believe so. Anand- Don't ask me. I can't pronounce shit. <laughs> well, I've heard it pronounced a couple different ways. But we're going to go with anandamide. Uh, anandamide is, uh, ananda is a Sanskrit word that means bliss. Mm. 
So anandamide was identified as the bliss molecule in the brain. It is most pre- what 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 two what two people is it most prevalent in? <laughs> Trivia question. <laughs> and I was surprised. I was I legitimately surprised when I found this out. I would say someone who just had an orgasm, but that's just me. <laughs> no, but I like what you're thinking. And and I'd be I didn't see anything about that, but I'd be interested <laughs> to see. I think that that's more of an endorphin thing. Oh, okay. But I but I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, it is actually most prevalent in in uh, infants. And pregnant women. Mm. And here's why. Uh, well, here's what they believe. They believe that that uh, anandamide is most prevalent in pregnant women because uh, in in our, uh, I don't want to say archaic state, but, but humans in our natural state are very active. Mm. Um, when a woman becomes pregnant, um, activity is decreased. As activity is decreased... Um, it is natural for the human body to feel anxiety, uh, to feel uh, maybe a sense of, of, of being trapped or isolated. Um, some things are changing. Mm-hmm. As things change, uh, you get nervous. So the theory is anandamide is released in the brain to relax the, uh, the pregnant woman and get them um, in a state where they feel comfortable with, with delivering a child. Oh. Uh, the child, and, and uh, there's actually been studies that show that anandamide is also expressed in breast milk. Yep. Um, so it's cannabinoids. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and there is a, a big link, and I'll, I'll get to this, but there's a big link between anandamide and cannabinoids and THC. Yep. So the infant uh, receives anandamide both through the brain and the breast milk because it cries the first positive experience you experience in life is suckling. Mm-hmm. So as the child suckles, and there's actually a study that shows suckling releases anandamide in the brain, even as an adult, mm. um, which is fascinating. Uh, and I would, uh, I'm not, even, uh, you know there, what, I'm man. just going to stop. <laughs> you uh, are. Yep, I'm stopping. Uh, and We're I'm moving forward. Good. Um, I'm like, how am I going to explain this so, one to our listeners? So, so as the so as the child as the child suckles, the brain releases the anandamide. The child relaxes, feels right. comfort, and that is actually the first stage of coping. Okay, so here's where it gets Jeez, interesting. Is that shall we talk about why I overeat? <laughs> Here, here's where it gets interesting. So as a brain develops. And the, the, how you learn things is by trial, error, loss, pain, right. redemption, things like that. Those are all coping skills. Okay. So what, 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 what will happen is if you replace those coping skills with a synthetic anandamide, which THC actually is, THC masks itself as an andamide, you can become reliant on that. Okay. Clinically proven. You can, if you do that at a young age and say, oh, I had a hard day, I'm going to get high. Mm. Oh, I'm struggling with my parents, I'm going to get high. Oh, I'm not getting along with my peers, I'm going to get high. Your body will take that THC, get you in that blissful state, you will then not worry about those issues and you will not develop the coping skills. 
to work through that. Interesting. So that's where, you know, the whole pothead comes in. I, I, I see. So, so I see. can THC be abused? The answer is yes. If you are using it to replace a coping mechanism. Okay. It's, okay. it's not abusive if you need it for medical reasons. Right. Or you simply uh, need it to get yourself in a state to learn how to cope. Mm-hmm. Right. That mm-hmm. is the benefit. And that is, in my opinion, the medical benefit. Of THC. Of THC. Correct. I'm sorry. And it is different from CBD. Right. It is. Right. They're different cannabinoids, people. Different cannabinoids. Here's what's inter- interesting about CBD, and I'll just throw this in there as we're talking. Studies have shown that CBD users have an increased amount of naturally produced ananamide in their brain. Mm. Not at the level necessarily of the mass of the THC, which puts right. on which puts on the ananamide, you know, outfit and says, Hi, I'm ananamide. Let right. me get in there. I still think it's pronouncing um, it wrong. It's, but, <laughs> <okay>. anan- anandamide. <laughs> anandamide. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, correct me, please. Uh, I love it. Um, <laughs> so uh so you have you have a CBD state where you have an increase of naturally occurring anandamide, so your your blissful state is raised, right. not necessarily to an intoxicating state, but to a state where your coping mechanisms might might be a little easier to access, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, we everyone and especially myself, I can get to the point where my coping my coping ne- mechanism is to seek and destroy. Um, Same. And uh, I, <laughs> I, I, as much as I'd love to say I'm in a state, and one day I may be, but that's not today, where I can reach in and stop that from happening um, is not realistic. Mm-hmm. So so that is when I would say, you know what, I'm not driving the bus right now. My inability to cope is what's driving the bus right now, and I need to get myself to that state to where I'm not seek and destroy. I've seen it. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about what I need to do, how I need to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think all of us have that in us. Yeah. Yeah. I I believe so too. And I think that that's the benefit. But if every time you're in a state where you need help and you just instantly go to THC or even CBD, you're not developing those coping skills. And in my, and, and that, that, that just kind of rolls back to our whole pill fed society of, Oh, there's a pill for that. Oh, mm-hmm. I can medicate for that. Oh, I don't, I don't have to work on myself because I can take something for that. True. I mean, and this, this isn't, this isn't about, uh, you know, cause people use THC for many different reasons, right? Agreed. It, you know, it, they use it for pain. They use it for a, a plethora of different reasons because it does work within our body that way as well. So this is just how it could be. Agreed. Agreed. Because the we don't want this, you know, getting back to the powers that be. <laughs> all of a sudden, they're going to abuse it so we can never legalize well, it. Anything can be abused. Water can be abused. <gasps> or alcohol. Uh, <laughs> bourbon. Well, well, the difference, huge difference is one, the addictive properties and the side effects. Mm-hmm. Minimal side effects from, from THC that we found so far. Um, Minimal. And um, none, no addictive properties. Uh, mm-hmm. But can it be habit forming? If you're using it to replace your own ability to uh, deal with situations, yes, it can be abused. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, if you take too much of it, what are you doing? You're, you're, you are putting yourself in an impaired state right. uh, where you're not being productive if you're taking too much of it. 
Now, what's interesting about that, and I'm going to end this rabbit hole here, and you can continue, but I, I'm going to get back to schizophrenia, <laughs> is if you if you take the right amount, studies show, and these studies are included in the show notes, yeah. uh, listeners, it can actually increase cortical activity. It can increase uh, your ability to think, and it can increase your focus um, significantly. So there's something to be said about that. Um, I think there's something to be said for microdosing. Right, right. Uh, the right dose for, for the right person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think that more studies are needed there. Oh, for sure. Uh, because well, if they take it off of Schedule 1, the, they'll be able to do more studies. Yeah, it's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Agreed. So, uh, you know, it's fascinating. And that really rolls back into schizophrenia where um, is, a, is a schizophrenic in a blissful place going to be able to... Uh, deal with that episode uh, more effectively. I'm not a doctor, but probably yes. Mm-hmm. Um, is a schizophrenic who is uh, increasing the the alteration of their surrounding reality going to struggle with uh, with their episode? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is where I think the studies kind of lie. Um, and I don't mean lies and lie. I think, I think that that's where they rest is the right dose for the right patient. Correct. Can be very, could, could be very effective because if you, if, if, if you're unable to differentiate, uh, reality, Mm -hmm. uh, from a a, a dream state, uh, being able to relax, uh, and increase cortical activity and comprehension is going to help you. Right. Increasing the uh, psycho- psychoactive uh, mind alteration is probably not going to be helpful. Right. Which, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's my theory. And remember, scientific theory is uh, is is only it exists until it can be disproven. Right. Mm-hmm. Unlike unlike woke theory, where it's just you know we're not going there, Matt. <laughs> Nope, okay. not in this episode, <laughs> sir. Moving on from that. Yeah. So yeah. Ra- wrapping wrapping things up. <laughs> so uh, wrapping things up, there's a ton more uh, of more studies that need to be done uh, on schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of more work that needs to be done um, uh, on identifying this. Uh, those who suffer from schizophrenia, my heart goes out to you because it is terrible. Um, and the fa- it's, it, it's almost as bad for the family members and, and friends as it yeah. is for, for the person I, yeah. dealing with it. Um, as far as the, the cannabis, uh, effects, um, it needs to be a focal point of research, mm. uh, because we need to get, we, we need to get past the variables. We, we need to, you know, um, we need to get past the, the the tendencies that people have to um, just I'd simply identify marijuana cannabis um, as a culprit, as more of a identifier of uh, potential self medication, uh, things like that. And uh, we we need to know what the benefits are, where the dosages lie, who who it can help, um, and how it can help them. Right. And that and that includes CBD. Um, and then, you know, uh, really what I found most fascinating too, is there's not a ton of studies, uh, available on the uh, anandamide and it's, uh, and it's interaction with the CB1 receptors. 
Mm. Um, there's some. There's some. Uh, and, and what's out there is very interesting. But again, it's because it was a Schedule 1 for so long. Well, but anandamide is, uh, uh, is naturally occurring. True. I'm talking so, about the THC. Right, right. So, uh, you know, there's a, the, there's a ton we don't know out there. Mm-hmm. There's a ton we need to learn. When we talk about this, we're scra- not even scratching the surface. No. I mean, we're, this is a topic that could be literally its own podcast. Mm. And, and and there there's a ton of information out there, and and you can literally one of I'm I'm actually not gonna name one of our favorite go tos um, had the opposite response of what I thought it would be that was like oh no 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 of course CHC bad mm-hmm. whereas normally when we read, when we use these studies um, they're big proponents of mm-hmm. THC uh, for medical use and then um, I I found essentially the research competitor had the exact opposite mm-hmm. contention, um, which floored me. So if you're interested, I want to encourage you to do the research on your own. Um, find out about this stuff. And again, um, you know, if, if you suffer from schizophrenia or have a family member suffering from schizophrenia, um, you know, you, you owe it to them and to yourself to, to learn as much as you can. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for listening to us. As always, please follow us on all our social media channels, YouTube, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok sometimes. Um, Yeah. And, you know, send an email if you want to listen to a specific topic. If something has caught your eye and we will be happy to do that research and um, discuss it. And again, you're, you are totally allowed to disagree with us. Send an email to info at 502hemp.com and, uh, you know, keep it hempy out there. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Hemp and Happiness with the Hemp Queen and Emperor. Keep your mind ever open and expanding. Like, subscribe, review, follow us, all the good stuff. And keep keep it it hempy hempy out out there. there.